Hello and welcome to D&D Learning the Game. I am your host, Jason DM, and today talking about Dungeons and Dragons, looking further into the player's handbook, and the big part that I realised that I've been when I've been delivering this podcast so far, uh, a few times I've mentioned advantage and disadvantage, and I feel like today it's worth maybe going over that, or not maybe is it worth going over it, it's definitely worth going over that, and uh, so without messing about, let's just get straight into it. When you're playing D&D and when you sit down to play the game for the first time, you may ask or request to do a particular action within the game. It could be something as simple as, oh, I want to jump over a, a wall. I want to scale the side of a building, and depending on, say, the the the, the time of day that you're doing it, uh, you know the 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 particular scenario surrounding it will determine whether or not it is just a normal roll where you roll a d20 to see whether or not you are successful in doing that, or you may be able to get advantage. Or you may take disadvantage to the the action that you've requested to do. It may be something such as, uh, I want to hide under a crate. That would then mean, uh, depending on the circumstances, that your stealth rolls, if you say, I, I want to try and stay silent in this box, technically you would get advantage to that. But if you are... If you if you've just waded through a swamp prior to hiding underneath that that box, your character may stink and and may be noticeable from within a, a mile's radius. Then you would take disadvantage to your stealth roll uh, when you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. So, reading over the blurb that's in the player's handbook. This can be found at page 173 if you're wanting to read along. So it states, advantage and disadvantage. Sometimes a special ability or spell tells you that you have advantage or disadvantage on an ability check, a saving throw or an attack roll. When that happens, you roll a second d20 when you make the roll. Use the higher of the two rolls if you have advantage, and use the lower roll if you have disadvantage. So, for example, if you have disadvantage and roll a 17 and a 5, you use the 5. If you instead have advantage and roll those numbers, you would use the 17. If multiple situations affect a roll, and each one grants advantage or imposes disadvantage on it, you don't roll more than one additional d20. If two favourable situations grant advantage, for example, you still roll only one additional d20. So that's pretty straightforward there where it's explaining if you you are staying silent in the box, if we use the box scenario that I, that I just tried to throw out there, um, if you're using that and say you do smell, but you have, but you're particularly good at 
you know, hiding and staying silent. The if you could argue that both advantage in one place and disadvantage in another is applied. So therefore, it would just be one d twenty that we roll to determine whether or not you're successful. In the case where it's saying here uh, that you may have two if factors leaning into it, where you become you, you, it's more favourable that you would have advantage you would still only roll one additional die uh, there's no need for there to be three d20s being rolled to determine whether or not you succeed uh, it's a pretty straightforward rule uh, and, and it's good to know it's worth knowing especially if you're about to sit down at the table and you get that, that line thrown at you Okay, uh, you take advantage roll for it and you just know that you don't even have to ask you just know it's 2d20 I'm rolling here if circumstances cause a roll to have both advantage and disadvantage you are considered to have neither of them and you roll 1d20 this is true even if multiple circumstances impose disadvantage and only one grants advantage or vice versa in such situations you have neither advantage nor disadvantage when you have advantage or disadvantage and something in the game such as the halfling's lucky trait lets you re-roll the d20 you can re-roll only one of the dice you choose which one for example if a halfling has advantage or disadvantage on an ability check and rolls a 1 and a 13 the halfling could use the lucky trait to re-roll the 1 sounds pretty straightforward for those of you who don't know if you go a halfling anytime you roll a one on a d20 you can re-roll that to see if you'll you'll get a higher number you usually gain advantage or disadvantage through the use of special abilities actions or spells inspiration can also give a character advantage as explained in chapter 4 personality and background the dm can also decide the circumstances influence a role in one direction or the other and grant advantage or impose disadvantage as a result. As a DM, I'm always looking for the circumstances around what actions a player is trying to do. As a player, when I'm playing, I am always trying to seek advantage. Uh, when you, if you go on to Twitter and you see people uh, reviewing their game, how they feel that they played when they played in their game, a, a lot of, by law averages, say you have forty rolls in a game, at least two of them is going to be a one by the law of averages, and at least two of them is going to be a twenty. If you can skew that to work in your favour somehow. I would always be trying to seek it. New players, when they first sit down at the table, and also new DMs, they're not always looking for how can they have advantage in this scenario. But the more that you play, and the more that you 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 play with with people who have played it long enough, you begin to see how you can work the game in a way to make it that you can have an advantage in a situation, or just by careful planning and getting the agreement of the DM say for instance that you're going to you're trying to hunt someone down um, 
would we have an advantage if we procured a dog that could sniff this person out? It sends you down a track that maybe the DM wasn't thinking about, and it's a good way of increasing the the game. Of, of It means that you aren't just sticking to a linear plot line. I sometimes do feel uh, people complain about uh, DM railroading them. And this, for anyone who doesn't know, being railroaded is where you're set on one set of tracks and any attempt to veer off it, the, the dungeon master will just bring you straight back onto those tracks and make sure that you you play the quest the way that they've seen it. By twisting the metal of the track, I would say, you would begin to skew advantage and disadvantage from it. So, playing the game, asking the dungeon master, if, if I bought a dog, would it grant me advantage? You're not asking... Some would maybe look at that as um, metagaming. Metagaming is where you're having too many conversations with the DM, but you could propose it as uh, when I think about doing this action would would my character know whether or not I would be able to have an advantage in doing this you know and, and without metagaming too much and saying would I get advantage or disadvantage just a quick fire question do I get advantage for that is our, you know it's just, it's just playing the game it's I don't mind it if the players ask me as a DM. I don't feel like it detracts from, you know, if you're in the middle of a conversation, you're not thinking about advantage or disadvantage unless you're going to be casting a spell. But usually then you're taking a a second out to say, I have this particular spell that allows me to charm people. Of course, you're going to take advantage then after that. You're going to, you know, um, some things will be pretty self-explanatory and then there will be others that will be harder for you to to ascertain whether or not you know you you have that advantage in this situation and it's okay to ask the dm do i have advantage here if you've intentionally attacked someone from behind sometimes the dm forgets and it's friendly enough to just sit plant that seed do I get advantage if I attack them from behind? Yes. Yes, you do. You get to roll 2d20 D- to see whether or not your attack lands. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other situations where I've had a problem with advantage and disadvantage as a DM. There, there's been times where I felt like the game's been going too easy. <laughs> On the players, and in my head, I've maybe thought, I don't want you having advantage here. But just because you have advantage doesn't mean that you're going to be able to win a particular fight. Or, you know, it just gives you more chance to have a better role. And this is where I come back to people who review their games and throughout their whole game, they, they 
complain about how they had terrible rolls. They only really ever rolled a five or a six the entire time. And I dare say the responsibility may have fell back on you as the player to start thinking beyond the simple move set or the simple action set that you may have been approaching it with. Now, sometimes, yes, we have the absolute worst worst luck possible when approaching scenarios, and it happens to the best of us, and it can make a good player look terrible. But with some planning, preparation, and making it clear to the DM that you are seeking advantage in a, in a certain situation will likely yield better results for you because even there you're using you're using narrative with the dm for instance the suggestion of using a dog to to help find someone else now if you rolled uh, a one and a two it might be the dog runs away <laughs> it just disappears into the woods but you're more likely to, even then, when you roll a 7 or an 8, the DM will... Well, in my opinion, a good DM should appreciate that you're you're trying to think beyond the simple... Uh, the simple role, the, the, the simple way of saying, right, well, I look for the person. You've now created your own strand of story. You've, you've began to think outside the box... And I talked about that the last time that we we were in this podcast. Think beyond the perimeters that, that you initially have, like in the combat scenarios. When you begin to think outside the box and use all the different actions that you have at your disposal, you begin to see the true underlying ability in this game to truly do whatever you want. And sometimes you get a DM that will railroad you into it, but even then, in that little cave that they want you to be in, you, you will be able to use all the different parts and pieces of this book in the Adventurer's Guide or even just in what the DM has, has created. Use their world against them to seek advantage. So yeah, anyway, that's today's podcast. If any of you would like to follow, um, I post every day on Twitter under the handle at JasonDM14. As well as that, uh, if you give a follow on whatever you use to listen to this, uh, I'm posting pretty much Monday to Friday. Uh, Thank you for your time. Bye-bye.